This is Rock and Roll English. Real people, real English. Here's your host, Martin Johnston. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Rock and Roll English. Episode number 320, I believe. I've had a bit of difficulty with episode numbers at the moment. When you have two small children, it's actually difficult to do the most basic things like counting. Believe me. Okay, so apologies for the confusion with episode numbers. But anyway, let's get on to today's episode where we have a very special guest. Remember, I said we're going to do a podcast every week. This is one of like the bonus episodes. And we speak to someone who has been on the podcast before. You will hear about that in the conversation and a wonderful human being, I must say. And she talks to us about coaching. Okay, what is coaching and why people need it? Because it's a big thing now, isn't it? You see everyone saying like, I'm an English coach. I'm a speech coach. I'm a something coach. So Sophia, our guest, who is a qualified coach, talks to us about coaching. And I, like usual, share quite a lot of my experience and how I am also working with a business coach and things that I have learned, etc., etc. Now, there were a few small problems with the audio, so audio quality is definitely not to the usual levels. But as I say, when this happens, it's a good thing. It's just training your ears, okay? Because when you're in the pub and you're listening to people talk, it's very unlikely you're going to be hearing really crystal clear audio, okay? So every now and again, you may hear one of these rock and roll English episodes where the audio is not to the usual standard. But as I said, it's a good thing. Okay. So anyway, I am going to stop talking now. Here is the episode. I will speak to you very briefly at the end. Happy listening. Hello, Sophia, and welcome back to Rock and Roll English. Hi, Martin. Thanks for having me back again. I feel like a VIP. (laughs) Well, you are. In fact, you are still well remembered for your time on rock and roll english mainly for having i think was it the best ass which in case anyone hasn't listened to that episode that's not me being horrible or anything saying that sophia actually won an award at school for the best ass didn't you yeah that was when we were talking about our teenage years our embarrassing moments oh that that sounds like a brilliant moment what's embarrassing about that I mean, it was just remember what we said about the guys who didn't chat me up or ask me to dance at the school disco, but then they all voted me as having the best ass. But still, it ended well then. Okay. Yeah, it had a it happy did. ending. So last time we spoke, like you mentioned, we spoke about teenagers because then you were in your coaching role helping teenagers. But now you have told me you're doing something a bit different. So what do you do now? So, I mean, I still help teenagers when and as needed, but as my teenagers who I was working with have kind of moved on now into university, into adult life, I te- I have kind of moved with them. 
So now I'm I'm still doing coaching work, but I'm working with companies, doing executive coaching, and I'm also working in career coaching, uh, helping people, for example, um, prepare for interviews or making career decisions, changing fields, for example. So I suppose we could call it more transformational coaching. So it's not just with teens and it's not just with one age group. It's a bit more general now. Right. Okay. So the whole coaching thing is still, I think, quite new and it's, I think, growing. Now, for some people that maybe don't understand it, so what are the benefits of having a coach then? Why is coaching important? So, yeah, I mean, I'll start with what I don't like about the word it's like I don't know if you found this Martin but like when you open Instagram like it's like everyone is suddenly a coach and you just see this word like just everywhere and just thrown about and it's like okay what is coaching I think it's best to talk about what it's not so like it's not therapy it's not giving advice it's not shouting motivational quotes at someone um it's not telling people what to eat but it's it's like imagine it like we're in a car together okay and i'm the coach i'm the passenger and you're the driver uh-huh. and okay i've got the map well i mean i open my hands like i've got the map like a paper map showing my age there right okay google maps and I can guide you, okay, I can tell you the direction that we're meant to be going in. But at the end of the day, you're you're behind the steering wheel. So you make that final decision where you're going to go. So I can say to you, take the next right, but you could maybe take the first right or the, the third right, for example. Mm-hmm. So it's like we're on a journey together. But in the end, it's you making the decisions. And a coach is there to help bring out a level of awareness. And it's based on the principle that we've already got the answers within. It's like we already know, but we're not aware of it. So through my questions and my active listening, I'm going to help you become aware of what you're not aware of to then go and make those decisions and take action. It's very action focused. Interesting. And that actually reminds me of so a coach I worked with. And now you said that it really reminded me of how I made one of the biggest decisions in my life of coming back to England to leave mm. Italy because I was telling her that I wasn't sure about what to do. And I remember she said, if you flipped a coin, for example, heads is remain in Italy, tails is return to England on which one would you be a bit disappointed and I thought I would probably be a bit disappointed if it was remain in Italy and that literally that conversation <laughs> was almost the driving force behind making that big decision just that one tiny like five minute conversation yeah. made me realize that oh actually no I think I do want to go back at least try it so like you said, answers being within. Um, yes, totally. I totally agree. So you said you've been working with companies. So I imagine lots of people listening to this podcast work for companies. So tell us, for example, what exactly you have done and how you can help people because maybe other people would like to find a coach and think maybe 
I could be helped in this way too. So tell us how you help people working for companies. Well, I mean, working with big companies, um, it's it's working through problems that exist within the team, within the company as a whole, right. and looking through solutions together. Um, but another thing that I've been doing is working individually with members of teams, um, for example, in, in, in the education field, so in a school, for example, and working individually with those members of staff. And, you know, everyone's on their own path. And what I really loved about that, working with the members of, of staff in the school, is that everyone was on a different journey, dealing with different problems. So, for example, with, with one member of staff, we were doing um, career coaching, so doing like interview skills because they were preparing for a promotion. Uh, with another member of staff, we were working on difficult conversations. So she actually wanted to go and have this very tricky conversation with her manager. And so we rehearsed that together and all sorts of stuff came out, like what was blocking her, uh, low self-esteem came out. So, you know, someone comes to you with one thing, but then through questioning and conversation, a whole other thing comes out and we find out what's really the root of the problem. Right. OK, so your main role then would be so with uh, questions. Yeah. So to like, yeah, to to get this out of them. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's not giving advice. So when I'm on Instagram and I see these people, you know, shouting advice at you and, you know, nothing against motivational speeches. I do listen to them sometimes. But coaching is like 90 percent listening and 10 percent talking, 80, 20, maybe. Um, any coach who's talking more than that, I wouldn't I wouldn't consider that pure coaching. Absolutely. Yeah. Like you said, it has become a kind of buzzword now. Hasn't it? So instead of so, for example, English teacher, English coach, that sounds so much, so much better, I suppose. I've seen like communications coach and lots of different things like this. And the thing is, lots of people obviously use that term without actually having any qualification. I myself did one a few years ago and got um, an accredited qualification for yeah. a neuro language coach that was a course I did what, what things have you done in the past so um I'm a qualified ICF coach so mm -hmm. ICF is the main body the International Coach Federation so that's like the main body for coaches so anyone who wants to become you know an official coach anyone who wants to work with big companies or you know with with real authorized coaching platforms they need to go through that pathway so I did my um my education, if you like, it was a one year course with um, the International Coach Academy. And then with those hours and with that experience, I then applied to become an ICF coach. Right. Okay. So you can only apply to become an ICF coach if you have a registered uh, qualification, if you've done a registered course. It's a bit like, I don't know, you becoming an EFL teacher or wanting to you know, get promoted. You need to have qualifications. You can't just rock up and say, oh, I'm a teacher. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you can, but yeah. you know, if you want to work for a good school, if you want to be a good teacher, you need a qualification. So of it's course. kind of the same thing for coaching. And, you know, I think it's really important to work with qualified coaches because if you don't, then, you know, you're 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 kind of lower, lowering the standards of the profession. Absolutely. Yeah, because like you said, it, it's 
everyone just seems to be using this word now. But yeah. what about you yourself? Have you ever worked with a coach for you? Like, do you think it's for everyone? Or can you have these conversations with yourself? How does it work? No, I definitely have worked with a coach and still do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, a coach definitely needs to be coached. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we all come up, we, we all have problems. We all face difficulties. Uh, I have some big decisions at the moment I need to make about the, you know, the future of my career, the direction that I want to go in. And I'm working with a coach right now to to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I really believe in the value of coaching. I think that everyone can benefit from coaching unless, I mean, I would say the one exception is if what you really need is therapy. Right. And then that's a whole different thing. And it's up to, you know, a good coach to guide that person and tell them that they need to go to therapy. Right. Okay. Because, yeah, I also have been working with a business coach for the last kind of year now. And again, I think I kind of had the mentality before of like, now I've got all the answers, I can work this out for myself. But working with someone closely, well, I think there there are two things. One is like the, like you said, maybe not advice, but the questions that they ask and that help you realize things. But for me personally, it's the accountability like if i say if i'm if i say to someone okay what well, i'm going to do this like between one session and the next and i'm paying this person a lot of money <laughs> then yeah. then i'm going to do it because lots of things that i have done with this business coach helping me it's not like i don't know rocket science or he hasn't really told me anything that in some ways i didn't already know some yeah some things but it's just the motivation to take action instead of, of my normal mentality which is kind of like I'll, I'll do this soon and i've recently come to realize how valuable that is so well two things having someone to hold you accountable and for me personally paying lots of money because it sounds ridiculous but for me yeah I almost now want to pay for things. So an example of this is I do many online courses and there was one course that I really wanted to do, but it was free. And so I downloaded it and I have not opened it once. But at the same time, when I've paid Mm -hmm. for other courses where I've paid like more than 1,000 euros, I do that work (laughs) because I'm so financially invested as well. Um, have you found anything like this, like with the taking action, like with the coach you work with? Oh, a hundred percent, hundred percent. I've done a lot of free coaching in the past and you'll get someone coming for one session with big intentions and then you never hear from them again. Yeah, exactly. I actually shared a story recently of when I first moved to Italy and someone refused to have free lessons with me. and he went to i think the british council and paid like 500 euros for a course right I, I was saying to him like what are you doing and he said to me but if i do the free lessons with you then i know i won't do it so i'm going there because i know i will and that was the first time that mentality i'd ever heard that and i thought he was crazy mm-hmm. but now i can i can really see that you've experienced it for yeah. yourself um so how many sessions do you normally have 
with someone? How how does it work? Um, it really depends on the person because some people want to have a session every week. They feel mm-hmm. that they need that level of accountability, for example, and there's lots of things that they want to do. Uh, other people will say to me, no, I want to see you every t- two weeks because I want time to work on, you know, if I've got to have a difficult conversation, I want to have that and then I'll come back to you. Mm-hmm. Some people, it's an ongoing thing. Other people, it's a short thing, like maybe a couple of months together. And then, you know, they've got the awareness that they needed and they move on. Right. So it, it's it's a really flexible thing. But I would say that, you know, there should be a minimum number of times that we see each other for anything, you know, to really happen. I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend just one coaching session unless it's a friend who says, look, Sophia, I need coached on this problem. Can we talk about this? Right. Okay. And you do these things online, face to face? So um, working uh, with the school, that's uh, face to face coaching. But most of the coaching I'm doing nowadays is online, especially since the pandemic. Mm-hmm. It's opened up this whole new uh, arena, shall we say, and being able to work with more people. So the, yeah, the online coaching is working really well. Right. Okay. So let's also talk about career coaching because... Mm. This, I think, is something very undervalued because I think you prepare all of your life in some ways to get a job with education. But the strange thing is no one ever kind of teaches you how to actually get the job. And by that, I mean filling out the application, going through the interview process. I would like to think I am quite good at this because I remember at university there was a free course for students like that that were graduating about how to get a job, how to do all of these oh, things. Great. And I remember I took that course and I was literally the only person on the course. Now, if you think in that year that I was in, at university there were thousands of students and I was the only one the loser let's say my friends were all making fun of me for taking that course but that has really set me in good stead for basically my whole life because I know how to write a CV I know how to respond to job advertisements I know what to say in interviews um, in fact, I've had so many jobs because I think I'm really good at actually getting the jobs. I just probably not very good at the job itself and then have to change. <laughs> uh, but getting the job, really good. So um, good. so talk to us a bit about that and how yeah. you can help people and why it's important. Well, first of all, Martin, I don't think you need a career coach. So that's good. Okay. That's, one, <laughs> that's one less thing you need to pay for. <laughs> No, I'm really, I'm so, so passionate about this topic about career coaching, because if you think back to when we were at school, so I know that we're the same age. When well, when I was at school in Scotland, it was like, okay, you need to apply for uni because you've got good grades. And then you're going to go to uni for four years and you're going to study whatever you want, whatever you like. And then you're going to get this amazing job and you're going to be set up for life and you're going to get your mortgage, blah, blah, blah. And we know that now, with hindsight, that the reality is really different, well, for most of us, um, well, for what I studied anyway. But um, I think that's why, why I love career coaching so much, because the world has changed so much. 
And so many of us are still stuck in this mindset of, okay, I need to go to uni now and I don't know what I want to study. Or if I don't go to uni, then I'm not going to get a job or I need to, to do this job because my dad does this job. And so it's about just sitting down with that person and just finding out what it is that they really want. So what is it that's under all of this, under what society has told you that you need to be or should be? And it's just amazing what comes out, you know, people's passions. And, you know, again, talking about the pandemic, I think it okay, it was very damaging, but a lot of possibility has come out of it. You know, different ways of working. People are much more flexible now. There's so much, there's so many more opportunities online. Absolutely. Um, and that's why I think career coaching is just so, so important. In the UK, it's a registered role. Like at universities, they now have career coaches. But where I am in Italy, that's not a, a role that yeah. has been invented yet. So who knows? Maybe I'll be doing that in the future. But I really, really believe in the power of that and just helping people get from where they are and seeing the potential seeing where they can go and it might not be the university path it might not be the career that their parents want but it's the one that they want yeah absolutely yeah totally agree I think people are still stuck in the old ways of like the jobs you can get because like you said especially since the pandemic lots of new jobs and careers have now opened up and again I didn't realize this when I was young but my mentality was I just want to get a job where I can get lots of money so that's why I studied economics at university me too oh really yeah for the same reason but then I had to leave because I just I couldn't hack it oh right okay well I I got the degree and then took the natural step and got a really good job in London at an Mm. investment bank and I thought I have made it. I thought this is it. I was only like 22 and I thought this is it now. And then very, very quickly realized I absolutely hated that job. And I remember thinking, I cannot do this for the next 40 yeah. years of my life. But it it wasn't even almost an option or consideration when I was young of a job that I would like to do. It was just a job that will pay good money. I didn't even consider the I would need to like this. Um, but then, so what I do now, I obviously, in fact, in our pre-podcast chat, I was telling you, if I had a completely free day with nothing on, I would choose to work. I don't even really like to call it work because I actually really enjoy it. Just on the flip side, it doesn't pay quite as well as the investment bank, but <laughs> um, I'm certainly a lot happier in my life. And obviously that that's the main thing when I was working at that bank yeah I mean obviously I was young living in London had lots of money and you would think that sounds great but it when I look back at that period it's almost like a dark period of my life so um yeah and I 100% agree that career coaching is extremely extremely important to like you said help you realize because sometimes you probably don't know yourself like what your passions are and what you'd like to do. Um, So anyway, Sophia, it's been an absolute pleasure as always talking to you. So tell us where we can find out more about you. If anyone's interested in working with you, where can they find you? So you can find me on Instagram. Um, My um, coaching is Fierce Life Coaching. 
and you can also send me an email which i'm sure you can you will put the email address later it's, it's still fierce life coaching absolutely i'll put that in the show notes so just go to rockandrollenglish.com click podcast episodes click on the latest episode and all of sophia's details will be there so thanks very much again sophia thank the you best of luck to you and hopefully we'll talk to you again soon thanks martin thanks a lot see you soon bye bye okay so that was me speaking to sophia about coaching i hope you learned something from it if this episode has helped one person it has been a success remember to go and check out sophia on the website all of her details are there and i hope you are a little bit more informed about this whole new coaching world thanks a lot for listening everyone i will talk to you very soon but in the meantime just keep on rocking baby Thanks so much for listening to Rock and Roll English. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit rockandrollenglish.com and facebook.com slash rockandrollenglish. We'll catch you next time.